0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Fertility Answers Podcast. I'm still Neil Chapel, and I have here with me today Joanna joining me with her expertise in exercise. Because today we're going to tackle the topic of exercise. I get this question almost every day: what can I do to improve my chances? Am I eating the right things? Am I doing the right exercises? And I tell people, oh well, this, you know, just go exercise. Exercise is good, but that's not super helpful because. You don't necessarily know what to do. Much like, you know, eat a good diet is not helpful. You need to know what to eat and what to cook. Uh, Telling people to go exercise is not that helpful. And so I thought I'd bring in an expert and have a conversation about how to think about exercise without hurting yourself and gaining all the benefits. So, Joanna, thanks for coming.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Let's talk big, broad. Just step back and say, tell me a little bit about the benefits of exercise, how you got to do what you do, and what you think about exercise in general. What's your big mantra for exercise
1: yeah i actually after graduating couldn't really decide what i wanted to do and then i realized that i loved helping people and i liked helping people reach goals and i loved exercising myself so i decided to go ahead and get my personal training certification and from there studying and then working at woman's i've realized that exercise in itself is a medicine and that has been like the biggest home hitter for me was that can really help yourself just by exercising, whether that's just getting stronger or even heart health and diabetes, things like that. And so I kind of fell in love with that aspect of exercise that you can do it and it is your own medicine at home or at a gym.
0: That's so right. Whether it's to lose weight or to help with depression or inflammation or joint pain or to get pregnant. Yes. That's, that's one of the more fun things that I pick up on as I'm reading about it and trying to find a good regimen to incorporate for my patients is, hey, by the way, let me know. I bet you also feel better about depression. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel less inflammation. You're going to feel better in your joints. You're going to move easier. It's going to help with insulin and glucose you know don't blame me if you if you start feeling all these other benefits yeah. at the same time as also getting pregnant but you know from the standpoint of exercise for what we're talking about today this is an area that has been researched a lot it's hard to research exercise well because there's so many different ways you can do it so honestly i had a hard time putting together specific recommendations and criteria but but i do think that we have a couple of good high yield points that patients can can take home. One of the first things I want to talk about is the benefits from a fertility standpoint, and I'll start with a bad statistic, which is half of women don't even meet the recommended guidelines for weekly activity. Yeah. So we have a lot of folks that we can help just by saying, "Hey, let's just try these simple things," because already we're behind the eight ball with that. And so I want to emphasize, much like you did, there's a ton of benefits to just doing a little bit of movement. There are studies that show 2 to 3 fold increases in live birth and pregnancy and implantation by just doing a little bit of movement, but there can be too much of a good thing. And and this is something that we talked about before we turned on the, the recorder is that moving is good, but too much moving is bad and and you know, we both read that and say, "Hey, you know, how can there be too much of a good thing?" But that's exactly what what it, what it shows. Do you have a way to kind of keep people in a good zone?
1: Yeah, actually, it is the easiest thing to do. You can get into heart rate and things like that. But I find like just for the person who's starting or if you're into exercise, the easiest thing is a talk test. And it sounds so simple. But literally, if someone were to come up to you while you were exercising, and if you can't answer a question of theirs, without having to like stop and take breaths, or if you feel like you can't finish your sentence, then you're working too hard. And it's the easiest way because I mean, even if you just have to sit there and talk to yourself, you know, I'm in the right heart rate zone. I'm not working too hard. That's,
0: that's, per- I love <laughs> that because I'm talking to myself all the time. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that's going to be my test from now on. So, okay, perfect. Okay. So strenuous exercise is an energy deficit and your brain is really good at recognizing that you have an energy deficit and therefore it's going to tell you you don't have enough energy to keep yourself going, much less a baby. So keep it keep it easy, keep it conversational, keep your exercise conversational, even if you're talking to yourself Yeah. <laughs> and you're working out in your garage like I often do. Okay, I like that. So I think that tackles the arguments of too little sedentary activity, not good, and too much where you can't talk to yourself or those around you, also not good. Let's talk about what we are striving for. So what are your recommendations for what someone should shoot for as far as exercise on a week to week basis.
1: So the CDC actually recommends for adults to get 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. Mm -hmm. Um, Exercise is basically anything considered requiring physical efforts like walking, biking, swimming, strength training, things like that. And I mean, 150 minutes sounds very daunting, (laughs) but when you break that down, it's really only 30 minutes of exercise for about five days a week. So, it's not like you have to sit there and do 150 minutes in one day. Break it down because that actually is more beneficial for your body throughout the week.
0: Do you think that there is a sweet spot in balancing the cardio versus the strength training? How do you you tell your patients to think about that?
1: I like to go on the, if it feels good, it probably is good. So, if you start doing three days worth of 30 minute walking. And that feels great. Try that. And then maybe the next week add one day of strength training in. It might shock your body and you hate it, but keep up your three days of walking. And then maybe once you get used to that one day of training, add in a second day. So do what feels com- like that you feel confident in doing, because if you don't like what you're doing, you're more likely not going to keep up with it. And that kind of defeats the whole purpose.
0: I, I totally agree with that to to Stay in the groove. You have to find something you enjoy. Yeah. The, the other tricks that I've found is that you, some folks like to listen to music. Some folks like to listen to nature. Some folks like to listen to podcasts, yes. per se. <laughs> but find it. Find something you like to do while doing it. Find something you like to reward yourself with when you do it. And try not to make it you know, a half of a chocolate cake. But, but something that, that incentivizes and, and triggers that reward center and, and the dopamine section of your brain that reinforces the good habit of physical activity. So that your brain kind of tags both of those things together, and and uh, and then find or find somebody an accountability partner that you enjoy doing it with are all are all really good ways to to cement that and make it make it a good habit. And the other the other caveat I would say is that yes, pick something that you love to do. Cardio is important, and we all love to walk, except in Louisiana, where it's one hundred and fifty-seven degrees outside. (laughs) But strength training for, for women is particularly important for bone health too. And so the added benefit of making sure your joints are good by, by having some strength in there is going to be important. So make sure you, you have a little bit of diversity. Okay, so let's talk about what do you think are the, the good foundational exercises? What are some things that you can start doing at home? Walking, that's what that's yeah. the one I hear the most. Yeah, walking is
1: great just because you can even walk around your house. Like it, You don't have to have equipment. You don't have to have a bunch of space really you can walk around your house you can walk down and up your driveway if you live in a neighborhood it's just always accessible yeah. so walking is a great warm-up and cardio exercise okay um but i like like if i had to think let's work maybe four or five exercises let's work the whole body i'd start with bridges which is a on the ground very functional movement for your core and your uh lower body
0: is that like a plank
1: no, so this one's actually you're laying on your back, oh, your okay. feet are down oh. and you're lifting your hips up to the ceiling through Got it. your heels. Got it. So it's going to start to engage the core from belly button to spine. It's great Lower for back, back mobility, yeah. yes. And then it starts to hit into your hamstrings. And that's just a good exercise to kind of just get you moving. Okay. Um, The bridge. The bridge, yes. And then I would go into a sit to stand okay. or a squat. So it's a modified version of a squat if you're not comfortable with squatting just find a chair that's a good height, and you literally just sit and stand in it. It'll get your cardio, your heart rate's gonna start to go up, it'll work your core and your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, all of the lower body exercises, or okay. uh, muscles, which is really good for when you do become pregnant. Those are gonna be big ones that have a lot of stress Sport. on them. Yeah. So it's kinda like a pre, and then you can continue to do it. Okay. For people who wanna work like upper body, I would say start with maybe a countertop push-up. So you literally just find any counter, bathroom or kitchen, wherever, and um, you do a normal push-up motion where Mm -hmm. your chest is in line as you push down and then push back up. That also hits your core. A lot of my exercises are core-related just because it's so important. Yeah, core and and
0: balance, I think we really undervalue.
1: Yes, and they both are together. Like Your core muscles help your balance and vice versa, and they... They're the ones that kind of decline very fast when you get older. So why not build them up?
0: I heard a really good tip the other day. When you're brushing your teeth do it on one leg Mm -hmm. just because that balance and that core at at the same time and 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 your brain is busy doing multiple things at the time yes and i was like oh i love that it's like an extra little challenge and it's the 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 little things
1: that you can add in yeah very like okay you're you put something in the microwave turn around to your counter go ahead do a couple push ups Mm -hmm. and there you're done with that little part of your strength training like it's very easy to get it in if you don't have a lot of time to just spend yeah. at a gym or doing your exercising,
0: that's a really good point too. I, I keep interrupting you, but oh, you keep right. saying awesome things. So one of the things that I, that I also read in the going back to the whole watch your intensity. If you're going at it longer than 45 minutes, you do start to get that energy deficit signal up to the brain. So, mm-hmm. you know, what you said, try four, five, 30 minute sessions a week. Yeah. That's a hit. Your that's better than doing one, two and a half hour session yes. at the end of the week because you will work yourself to exhaustion. Yes. So keeping the sessions thirty to forty five minutes at most during the week to hit your one hundred and fifty minutes is probably the most ideal.
1: Yeah, and then um, it just it's a good way to not fatigue your body and your muscles, and because then when you're fatigued, you're more likely to injure yourself. And that's, uh, also yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want to <laughs> do that. You want to keep it. Low, uh, low time for the at least when you first starting. Okay,
0: so bridge, sit to squat, counter, sp- counter bar uh, push-ups.
1: And then for the plank that you were talking about earlier, I yeah. would start with a chair plank.
0: Okay. So
1: again, that chair that you had your, for your sit to stand, uh-huh. just go ahead, turn around, hands go on the chair, um, shoulders are over your hands, step back, say your ABCs two times, three times, Uh that's roughly 30-ish seconds, maybe a little bit more. Okay. And that's going to also, it's a full body exercise. I know people think plank just core, but I mean it engages your triceps, your shoulders, your core, your your quads, your glutes, everything's nice and tight. Nice. And then just taking that time to just breathe and breathe yourself through that plank and get a lot of blood flow everywhere. And it's a really good way to start with a plank without having to be on the ground and maybe like fatiguing your back or anything like that.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Those are awesome. And so what you reminded me there is that a one great thing exercise does is it is it, in, it improves and increases peripheral blood flow. And it pumps all that blood into your muscle, which signals your muscle to take in energy. Yeah. And that makes insulin and glucose metabolism so much more efficient. It's probably one of the best tools for improving insulin levels, one, one study that looked at that showed that you can improve insulin, glucose, cholesterol, lipids and such, even without even losing weight. So, you know, I, I do have some patients that go through a weight training protocol they come out 12 weeks later, their weight hasn't changed a single pound. And they're so angry. But, but I'll look at them and say, yeah, but your response to the medications is gonna be so much better now, because yeah. that insulin is out of your system and I can actually give you medicine and have your ovaries hear that mm-hmm. medicine. And I, I, I recently had a patient that her her insulin levels were off the charts. So she went through uh, a program and changed everything, and two and she she had failed like multiple cycles of ovulation induction treatment because she just wouldn't respond. Mm-hmm. But on the second uh, protocol, second try, she was pregnant. Wow. And all I had to do was just give her a little bit of letrozole because her ovaries could actually hear because the noise was gone. Yeah. Her weight hadn't changed a single pound, but the noise was gone. Mm-hmm. So don't get frustrated by weight. Weight is only one marker that exercise can can have an impact on.
1: Yeah. Um, I always tell my clients to, especially when they're very weight focused, is that like, just tell me how you feel though, compared to how you mm-hmm. felt five weeks ago, six weeks ago, that's a great how your clothes fitting versus that, because sometimes weight isn't going to change right away. but you sleep better, you have more energy throughout the day, you're stronger, so you're doing more things and it's that's kind of the big checklist I'll put out there first, especially when they're very weight focused and getting a little
0: discouraged. I mean, I, li- I like the conversational thing. I like asking them how they feel versus, versus the, the actual number yeah. on the scale. What are some other tips that you give folks just to, to keep them in, in the groove of, of working out?
1: I, um, with new clients, will tell them, and ones that are very sedentary before they start coming to me, I'll tell them to just snack on exercise. The easiest way to 10 minutes in the morning, mm-hmm. 10 minutes at lunch, and 10 minutes before you eat dinner, or before you go to bed, do something. And then that 10 minutes will normally you like turn into 20 minutes. Oh, I'm not done with this exercise yet, let me keep going. And you build that confidence of wanting to exercise so that's a good way to do it because you don't want to set goals for yourself that are too intense right at the very beginning cool definitely you said earlier getting an accountability partner Mm -hmm. i am a personal trainer and i still need an accountability partner Mm -hmm. like it doesn't just come easily to everyone yeah so i have a friend that we go and walk two to three times a week because we just need each other to do it sometimes Mm -hmm. a good one would be like a fitness tracker so Mm -hmm. Apple Watch, Fitbit, anything like that, it tells you to move, it it shows you, you can think, and I do this sometimes too, I was up and down the stairs, I was moving and grooving all day, and then you look at your watch and like you stood for three hours, and <laughs> it's 9 p.m., so I like to use that, and then sometimes it'll give me a little response that's like, you haven't moved as much as you normally do, so then I get angry at it, and then it makes me move, so... Kind of finding what works for you and just knowing that everybody's unique so what works for you might not work for the next person Mm. and that goes with like how to keep yourself motivated but then also like the exercises that you're doing so like if your friend is doing this certain program and they're losing a bunch of weight and everything but it's not working for you then maybe that is time to check your resources and say like okay doctor okay personal trainer Nutritionist, what can we move? What can we do to change mm-hmm. it up? Because clearly, I haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what we're here for. And being asked to do this podcast alone kind of sparked my interest back in <laughs> what I love like pre and postnatal. Um, so, it's definitely don't be afraid to ask questions because it gets us thinking too. Yeah I, yeah, I agree.
0: People always say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I bet you hate the patients that read. I love the patients that read. Yeah. It's, it's fun to have a conversation. Exactly. I mean, that's why I do all of this. Yes. Okay, awesome tips. Um, the, other, the other thing is uh, have these, you know, patients you've got partners. So, so tap your husband, tap your wife, and do this together, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll both, you know, uh, gain, the, gain the benefits. And the other thing is it's never too early to start. So I have some patients that are like, oh, we're doing a transfer in six months or something like that. There are plenty of good studies that show that even, even three to six months ahead of time improves ovulation. Um, but even doing something as short as 12 days ahead of time can improve wow. in response. So so it's never too late and it's never too early to, to, to do some activity for all of these reasons. Okay, so my last thing or my last question for you is where where can people go to learn about how to do these these movements and how to get a good workout routine yeah. week to week and, uh, and, and anything else that, that you may think that they should know?
1: So if you're local or really even if you're not local now that... COVID's kind of happened, it's made us expand. And we, Women's Fitness Center, we're doing virtual personal training and virtual appointments. So you don't have to be in Baton Rouge or or the surrounding areas for you to get in contact kind of with our expertise. Um, So that's Women's Center for Wellness. You can contact me or leave a message um, for any of our nutritionists or anything like that at 225-924-8190. But then also for recommendations on how much exercise and things like that, you can always go to the CDC website. And then for specifically how to do certain exercises, just to make sure you're doing them properly and that you have, um, you're have, you not doing anything that you shouldn't be doing versus any injuries or anything, you can always go to the ACE website, which is acefitness.org. A-C-E? A-C-E, yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So
1: that's one of our um, nationally accredited uh, personal training certifications. Oh, ah, okay, cool. So yeah, it's the American Council on Exercise.
0: Okay. Yes. Awesome. Uh, I this was a lot of fun. Yeah. This I, was I awesome. learned a lot of cool. <laughs> I learned a lot of cool tricks. I'm excited <laughs> about. I'm gonna uh, be talking to myself a lot more. Yes. While I'm in the gym, and that's just going to further enhance my uh, my stigma of being a nerd. But that's okay. <laughs> Um, I really appreciate your time, Joanna, and um, thanks to listeners. If you guys have any comments, questions, you can always uh, email me at podcast at fertilityanswers.com as usual. But until next time, uh, everybody enjoy. Bye.